0: News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, Brett Jensen here with you on this special Tuesday edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen, 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on X slash Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And if you followed me on Twitter, you would know what the show is going to be about tonight and what kind of a special show it is because I put it out there earlier today to tell you what's actually happening. And so earlier today, I did a sit-down interview with Krista Bakari. Krista Bakari is the wife of Charlotte City Councilmember Tart Bakari. On Friday, just before the filing deadline at noon, she filed to run for District 104 for the North Carolina House Legislature. It caught a lot of people off guard, including yours truly. Nobody saw this coming. Of all the sources I have, all I kept hearing was there's going to be a big shock when someone files on Friday. It's like, what do you mean a big shock? Is it going to be somebody that I know or know of, or is it just going to be for political nerds? Like, what are we talking about? And they just kept saying, just be patient, be patient. I heard this from a couple different people. And then lo and behold, Friday afternoon, I don't know, around 11 o'clock or so. And the deadline is noon. Krista Bakari filed to run for the North Carolina House seat 104. And so ever since then, I've been asking and asking and asking and going through Tark. And because he's, you know, been guarding her and shielding her as he should. And it's like, look, you know, let me do the interview. Let me do the interview. But begging him, me and everyone else has been begging Tark Bakari since Friday to do the interview with Krista, his wife. And after much badgering and nonstop texting and pestering Tark Bakari, they agreed to let me sit down with a one on one interview with Krista. And we met at a location earlier today and we talked for a while And I interviewed her about a lot of various topics, including why she decided to run, her thoughts on various issues going on up in Raleigh, and here locally and what she plans to do for her district if she is elected. So here's my exclusive interview with Krista Bakari that you will only hear right here on WBT. We're here with Krista Bakari. And Krista, I'm curious. It was a big shock to a lot of the people. I remember I was on my way to a political luncheon and I saw your husband's tweet about you jumping in in the photos and running for District 104, and I nearly hit a telephone pole. I was so surprised. And then purely coincidentally, 30 minutes later, I ran into your husband, Tark, about this, going, what in the world? And he was laughing. So I'm curious, why did you wait to the last minute, and what actually precipitated all this? How did all this come about?
1: Okay, well, um, yeah, it was a bit of a shock, I think to everyone, um, except for uh, any of my friends who know me and know how I work behind the scenes and how passionate I am about the city. They were not surprised at all that I jumped into this race. Um, It started by uh, the General Assembly's um, leadership coming to TARC and asking them if I would consider running. This was um, maybe... Seventy-two hours before filing ended, um, and Tark came to dinner, met uh, the kids and I at dinner, and he asked me, "Would I consider?" And my immediate response was, "Yes, yes." And then I started backtracking a little bit, <laughs> um, and I just started thinking about, well, you know, wait, what? What exactly does this entail? Um, how will it affect the family, my children, because I'm a mother first. And um, so then it took a good 48 hours after that um, of a lot of questions and TARC finally uh, me finally coming to TARC and saying, yes, I'm going to do it and I'm
0: ready. So I'm here with Krista Bakari. So Krista, one of the first things that you're going to have to come up with some issues and voting on a lot of complex situations, is there anything particular – close to you that you want to see happen or keep going for that has been put into place or taken out or like, what are some of the things that are really, really important to you?
1: Uh, Well, public safety is a top uh, issue that I'll be focusing on. I think that our police department needs better resources and better support. Um, I don't think they're getting the type of support they need from our council here in Charlotte. So I want to go and advocate for them in Raleigh.
0: When you were working behind the scenes with Tark and helping him run for the last two city council races that were extremely close, a couple of 300, 300 votes like for each one, 350 for each one. What did you learn about campaigns and something that's going to be really close and tight? Because yours is, is expected to be just as close and just as tight. So what did you learn while working behind the scenes?
1: I think what I learned was... Uh, Charlotte voters are not voting straight ticket. They are paying attention and they are voting for the person who is going to be most effective. So I'm hoping that in this race, the voters are going to see that the party that is in power is my party, the Republicans. They are going to invite me to the table where Brandon is a nice guy He just doesn't have a seat at the table right now. So I'm hoping they'll allow me to go to Raleigh and be able to be the voice for Charlotte and and actually be heard.
0: So what are you going to have to do on your end to actually win this race?
1: Uh, I'm going to need to get out in the public. I'm going to need to let them know that I'm going to advocate for public safety, great public schools, Um, opportunities for advancement and growth. Uh, I'm going to need to be connecting with the business community, uh, our schools, and I'm going to need to let them know that I'm going to go up there. I'm going to fight for what I want for my family. What I want is what most of Charlatans want.
0: Why should people vote for you?
1: Well, Brett, I, it's pretty simple. I I'm going to have a seat at the table. I have personal relationships with the leadership in the General Assembly. They recruited me to run for this seat because they want to work with me. They know what I've done behind the scenes for TARC, and they know the passion that I have for Charlotte. So I think that makes me the better candidate in this race.
0: You mentioned school a lot, and I know that um, you've got three young kids. Public schools have become, especially here in Charlotte, have become a big thing lately. Whether a few years ago they thought it was all about critical race theory and there was an actual thing that they were having called social justice homeroom that was mandatory once a week. And, you know, a lot of think, people think that some of their kids are being indoctrinated and we're seeing all that. So what are your thoughts about the public school system?
1: Well, I think we've got – we have some work to do. Um Well, I would start with the teacher pay structure. Um, It currently doesn't make much sense to me. So I do want to do some more research and look into that a little further. Um, I also believe that Charlotte families are showing how they feel about our public school system right now. And they're leaving it. They're going to uh, private. Uh, I'd like to do everything I can to make our public schools great. I want I want parents to want to be there. Uh, we don't all have the resources to go to private and uh, there's funding that is probably needed. So I want to fight for that. I want to find out what the needs are. I am creating a uh, advisory committee as we speak and I'm going to dig into it and find out what's needed.
0: So I'm here with Krista Bakari. I know schools have been very important to you and your husband, but I mean, you know, especially as the mom with three kids and your -hmm. husband's off at work a lot of times and everything else. I mean, it's it's something that most moms are extremely passionate about and dads on the periphery because they're busy doing a lot of other things. Not saying that they're not involved, but not like the moms. What are you seeing with the schools as a mom? Because your kids are all in public school.
1: A strong school is created not only by the administration in the school and the teachers in the school, but the PTA involvement. So a strong PTA really helps make a school and benefits the children. Um, So I'd like to try to get and find ways to support the schools that don't have strong PTAs, that don't have the funding um, and aren't getting the best teachers, the top teachers.
0: When we return, we'll have more of our interview with Krista Bakari. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. I am Brett Jensen, sitting alongside Krista Bakari, wife and better half of Tark Bakari, the Charlotte City Council member, who announced on Friday, much to the surprise of so many people, that she's running for the uh, House Legislature in District 104. So Krista... Since you made the big announcement on Friday, how what, what's been the reaction? What's been the support? Has there been people upset, reaching out to you, already coming after you with hate? What's been the overall reaction? Because it's only been a few days.
1: Well, um, not much hate. There might be some out there on the Internet, but I am not interested in that. I am interested in getting things done. Um, I did receive a lot of text messages, um, with encouragement and excitement. And, um, it really, you know, fueled me. Um, I did receive, uh, messages from concerned, uh, residents of Charlotte, uh, about issues. And, uh, one of the top ones was crime. Uh, and then another, you know, Some of our residents are talking about the UDO and the unintended consequences of that.
0: So, explain real quick what the UDO is and how it impacts a lot of people.
1: One of the main things that um, the UG, the way the UDO is affecting people is that it is abolishing single family housing. Um, So, that means that the city of Charlotte is now giving a open invitation to allow developers to take down single homes and put in triplexes or duplexes. Um, And we're seeing some unintended consequences uh, due to that. Uh, Barclay Downs has already reached out saying that they have a uh, duplex going up that is only going to allow for street parking there will be no parking. Uh, that's an issue, especially in a neighborhood where there's no sidewalks. So a parked car on a city street where there is no sidewalks creates a dangerous uh, situation for for pedestrians. Um, and, you know, that's just one of many instances where this uh, living, they call it a living and breathing document, but the, 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 Development is happening now. So, you know, we are, you know, under a year away from these consequences starting to hit home for a lot of charlatans.
0: And if you get to Raleigh, what what kind of impact can you have on that in terms of trying to prevent multiplex or, you know, duplexes and triplexes and everything else from being put inside of a neighborhood?
1: So my plan is to go to Raleigh and set forth a provision to not allow city bureaucrats to overshoot or overrule what HOAs know are best for them. Uh, a one-size-fits-all plan for a city just does not work. Uh, and I think the people who have the skin in the game should be the ones to say have the final say on what is best for their neighborhoods.
0: Now you are keenly aware of what it's like to have no sidewalks. Yes. And I remember that that was a whole thing involving your husband and your husband was pretty adamant about that. Talk about that. And just for people who don't know what happened or what I'm talking about, just talk about that experience.
1: Um, well, almost, uh, it'll be three years, I guess, in, in, in 2024, um, I was getting my children off of uh, the bus at our bus stop, which is just a few blocks from um, our street. Uh, We were walking home on this side of the road where the gutter is, and a truck um, hit me, I guess. We're still not sure, from behind, Um, and um, because he was looking down at his cell phone. Um, he admitted that. And so it was a traumatic incident, um, something that fueled, has fueled me to help with uh, sidewalk safety and pedestrian safety in the district, in Tark's district um, since then. Um, and it was a wake up call that, you know, sidewalks are necessary. There's no funding for sidewalks. At this current, you know, time. Um, so we need to figure out a solution. And having cars parked on the road is not going to help.
0: How, how badly injured were you?
1: Um, well, you know, I had bruises all over the uh, left side of my body. Um, I ended up getting a secondary like, an infection in my leg and ended up in the hospital, for a surgery, and then I, and then again because the surgery just didn't end up clearing everything. Um, it was it was hard, and it was honestly the mental trauma from it still sticks with me and my children. Um, so I try to make a positive out of that and put all of that energy into trying to make the streets in District Six safer for the residents.
0: I find it interesting that you've been you've announced that just for a few days four or five days that you're going to run and people are already coming to you with complaints and concerns what does that tell you
1: oh I guess it tells me that they know that I'm not only going to listen but there's going to be action behind that Um, I think that a lot of people already know that with the work that Tark and I have done behind the scenes um or at least I've done behind the scenes. Um, so uh, it makes me feel great that they trust me with these issues and know that I'm going to get to work to get something done.
0: So if you win, and I told your husband this on Friday, I said, if you win, that you'll become the senior ranking member of your household.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I. Uh, it, you know, that kind of... Uh, Occurred to me, and I, I definitely got some uh, little jokes in on Tark about that.
0: <laughs> well, and some people would say that you already are the yeah, senior ranking member. That's
1: true. That's true. This just really, you know, solidifies it to everyone else.
0: <laughs> well, when I said that to your husband, he's like, "Oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that."
1: <laughs> yes, uh, we uh, we definitely had some uh, good laughs about that.
0: All right, so when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Krista Bakari. She is the wife of Charlotte City Councilmember Tark Bakari, who announced on Friday, to the surprise of nearly everyone, that she is running for state house and state legislature in District 104. So I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Now let's swing on over to the WBT Newsroom with Anna Erickson. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you, speaking with Krista Bakari for the full hour. She is the wife of Charlotte City Councilmember Tar Bakari, and she announced on Friday that she's running in District 104 for the state legislature. What fears did you have getting into this race?
1: Oh, well, I really, really don't like the spotlight. Even this interview makes me a little bit uncomfortable, if I'm being honest. Um... I really am a behind-the-scenes executor. I I like to get things done. Um, So part of that, um, I definitely realized I needed to put all of that aside and do what's right. I know that I am the right person to go to Raleigh. Um, I know that I'll have a voice of the leadership in Raleigh. So I felt like I had no other choice but to get on in.
0: So three young kids. And you've got a husband, works full-time and also part full-time as a Charlotte City Council member. How are you going to be able to pull this off? It's a lot going on right now, especially as a, you know, as a mom of three kids.
1: Well, that was part of um, what you know was hard about the decision-making of doing this. Um, my, I have a great support system around me. Uh, beyond my family who was elated to hear that I was uh, throwing my hat in the ring. They are going to be here to support. Um, And then Tark. Tark has uh, said he's ready to step up and he's uh, as needed and where needed and uh, be here. So I'm confident that the children will be well taken care of and I'll be able to fight the good fight in Raleigh.
0: You talked about how your daughter was all excited about you running and was really excited about that. What about your other two boys?
1: So my son, Chase, is, uh, he's a deep thinker and he, uh, I, that was one of the things I said, I need to sit down with the kids and really talk about this. And I told them, I don't want any one of, um, the children to influence another, uh, on whether they want me to do this or not. My son Chase asked a lot of questions. He's so great and so analytical. Um he wants me to do it. He also wants his mommy around. So, um I have let them know that, you know, I'm I'm not going anywhere. I will be here. I will have to be in Raleigh during, you know, in session, but there are, you know, m- millions of mothers around the world and country who they have a job. They cannot be here 24 seven. Um, so he did say that he wants me to do it because he knows that I will do great things for Charlotte, but, um, he was, he was a little more reluctant. Um, and my youngest went back and forth, you know, yes, no, yes, no. Yes. (laughs) So again, I know I'll have a great support system around them. Um, I am a mother first, So, um, that is, you know, my top concern. Um, but I know they will be well taken care of and, um, they'll be the better for it.
0: Roads are a big issue. Like they're a really big issue. And whether it's the side streets and I mean, I just hit a pothole a month and a half ago and destroyed my tires and had to go buy four brand new tires. And that was over a thousand dollars. And it's just, you know, roads have gotten to be pretty bad in a lot of different areas, no matter what part of town you're in. So has anyone mentioned anything to you about roads or am I the first one to bring this up?
1: Uh, well, no. I mean, first of all, we absolutely, I believe we need to be investing in our current infrastructure before we start talking about rail. Um we have neighborhoods that have been begging for traffic signals outside of them where there are weekly accidents. One of those neighborhoods happens to be my own. <laughs> we, um, we don't have somebody advocating to take care of what we currently have. Um, so I'd really like to go, once I go to Raleigh, uh, go fight for funding. To take care of what we currently have and our current needs, um, and then maybe we can talk about rail. But that's for me. That would rail would be dead in the water until we are taking care of what we already have, the issues that we already have. Um, now, our other issue is traffic. We have, you know, state-owned roads like uh, Providence which anyone who has had to travel on Providence Road, especially at rush hour times, uh, knows it's a nightmare. We've got to figure something out.
0: So we've hit on some of the hot topic issues. Is there anything behind the scenes that, that maybe doesn't get the notoriety or the publicity that you're really pa- pa- passionate about as well?
1: Well, yes. Um, during the pandemic, we were approached uh, by someone within the healthcare industry who brought to our attention that there currently is a pediatric behavioral health crisis going on, um, not only in Charlotte and North Carolina, but, you know, across the country. Um, so at that time, Tark and I went out to the private sector and tried to see if we could find somebody who might be able to help. Um, we have facilities across Charlotte where you know children are in paper scrubs, sleeping on mattresses in hallways. Um, so we realized that you know something needed to change. Uh, so since then, since you know my eyes have been open to that, uh, I've been you know a fierce advocate uh, of. Trying to get a facility here um, off the ground. Uh, Currently, there is a facility slated to be uh, opening in the fourth quarter of 2024. Uh, It's going to be on the east side of Charlotte, and hopefully, it's going to have a be a 72 bed facility
0: for children only.
1: For children, yep, for children only. Um, It will hopefully help with it. 400-bed deficit we currently have in Charlotte. Our adolescents and their families, they're having to travel out of state to get care. And that—that uh, that is a luxury that not all of these families have the ability to do. So uh, I am proud to continue to advocate and and help the team get this hospital off the ground.
0: So I'm here with Krista Bakari all right, so I'm going to do a couple of rapid-fire things with you real quick. Some some of the things that they were voted on, some of the things that were very controversial one way or the other, uh, the North Carolina Legislature this past year in 2023, abortion going to 12 weeks. Thoughts?
1: I think it was reasonable.
0: Having the Fair Play Act for boys and girls in high school sports where you must play – the sport of which you were born at. So boys who identify as girls can no longer play in female sports in terms of high school sports in North Carolina. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I agree with that 100%.
0: So what are you, what's your thoughts about school choice? That was pretty controversial and led by Trisha Cotham and Governor Cooper tried to veto it and it was overridden. So what are your thoughts about school choice?
1: Uh, I'm an advocate for school choice while also being a huge supporter of the public school system. Uh, I really don't think they're mutually exclusive.
0: What are your thoughts that's been uh, in the news nationally, mm-hmm. not just here locally within CMS, but across the state? And I know Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson has made a big deal about this for the last three or four years. What are your thoughts about a lot of these books that are getting in school by the National Library Association that they're recommending that some parents could deem to be porn- pornographic?
1: Yeah, uh, I believe that we need age-appropriate reading material in our schools. Um, we should not have books in our school libraries that contain language or themes that a teacher can't say in the classroom. That is my opinion. Um, This isn't about banning books. There There are public libraries and there are many resources out there. Um, If these if children want to read these books and parents are okay with them, reading them, um, they have access. They don't need to be in our state funded schools.
0: Let's get back to the safety issue for a second concerning police. You mentioned that earlier, the crime. I know the crime is very You're very passionate about, you know, crime prevention and supporting the police because uh, you and your husband have talked about that a lot. So do you think that the police is getting the support from the public and the city council and the state governments that they deserve? I know Mint Hill just got a big grant out of the budget um, in Tricia Cotham's district. So what are your thoughts about the police department here locally?
1: I think they absolutely need more support. I um, I think that our city council tends to put a microscope on our police officers when situations arise but tend to put a blindfold on for the accused.
0: All right, so when we come back, we'll wrap up our final segment with Krista Bakari. She's running for the state legislature in District 104, and part of her district, coincidentally enough, happens to coincide with her husband, Tark Bakari's district for Charlotte City Council. So more of Krista Bakari when we return. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Tuesday night, talking exclusively with Krista Bakari. For her first interview since announcing on Friday that she's going to be running for District 104 representation up at the North Carolina Legislature. Her husband is Charlotte City Council Member Tark Bakari. All right, so we talked a lot all night about the issues and you know the neighborhoods and things that you want to do in Raleigh and stuff like that. Let's talk a little bit about you. So let's get into your background. Where are you originally from and college and just the whole thing and maybe even... Later on, tell us how you actually met Tark. Okay. Was it a meet-cute type thing or whatever? So, so first of all, just give us a little bit of your background.
1: Sure. So um, I was born in uh, South Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. Um, I moved to Richmond, Virginia in my high school years to finish out high school and went to college at Radford University, go Highlanders. Uh, That is actually where Tark and I met. And uh, from there, as soon as we graduated, we moved right here to Charlotte in 2003.
0: So you guys have been here for going on 20, 21 years. So how did you guys end up actually deciding to move to Charlotte?
1: Uh, You know, we had heard that Charlotte was a city with so much opportunity. Um, We came and visited one time. And we loved it. I knew um, that I wanted to move back near a city or in a city, um, but didn't necessarily want to move back up north. Um, and I knew Tark was meant for more than a small town. So this is where we ended up. And we're happy we did.
0: Do you remember the first time he approached you about running for city council?
1: Oh, gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> we actually had just gotten married. And, uh, we were sitting on the steps in our house. Um, and he said, I have something to ask you. And, um, he actually, you know, went down to file to support Andy Doolin and saw that district one was, uh, being run unopposed similar to this district. Um, it would have ran unopposed if I hadn't thrown my, uh, name in the, in the ring. So, um, he's, Felt really passionately that, you know, we need to make our elected officials speak for, you know, and say what they're going to do. And um, so he put his name in there and he lost terribly, but it was a great experience.
0: Were you like immediately supportive or were you like, why in the world would you ever want to do that?
1: Oh gosh, no. I was imme- immediately supportive. Um, I think once. I say this all the time. Like, I really wish that I never got kind of cued into what's going on in the political world. Because once you do, you cannot look away. Um, So really, from that point on, um, we were, you know, in it to win it. I'm very passionate about the city and uh, passionate about where it goes for its future. Favorite color? Oh, I I mean, I have an artistic side. It's like every color. Um, I mean, I'd say pink. Pink. Favorite food? Oh, Italian. (laughs) Italian food. Any type of Italian food.
0: Favorite movie?
1: Oh, City of Angels.
0: Favorite song? Landslide. So now that we know a lot about you now, the person, not the politician, but the person, Is there anything that I didn't ask you, anything that you want to talk about? Because I end every interview the exact same way. Is there anything that you want to mention that I didn't ask you about? Anything that you want to say?
1: I want to let the voters know that if you care about improving schools, protecting your family, holding criminals accountable, improving our infrastructure, and you want someone who is easily accessible to listen to your concerns and to find solutions in Raleigh, then I ask you to please reach out and join my campaign and the fight for the seat in Raleigh. You can reach me at KristaBacari.com. At the bottom, there is an input form. Feel free to reach out not only with concerns, but also with any interest you may have in joining our fight.
0: Krista, I really appreciate you joining me tonight. I know this was your first interview and it can be a little nerve wracking. And as always try to tell everyone, just just breathe. When you're doing these interviews, just breathe. That, at the end of the day, that's what it all comes down to. But I really do appreciate you doing this for me today.
1: Well, thanks for having me. And I look forward to more chats with you in the future.
0: Okay, everyone, so that's going to do it for us tonight. So if you missed any part of tonight's conversation with Krista Peccaro, you can go to WBT.com and check out the entire interview. And I always say sometimes it's a little bit better because you miss out on a lot of the commercials. All right, everyone, and so until tomorrow, by the way, I should say I've got a special guest in studio again with me on Thursday that you're definitely going to want to stick around and listen to that one as well. So until tomorrow night, I'm Brett Jensen, and you've been listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.